Welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one podcast in the world uh, about heart to heart. General podcast. Uh, yes. I'm your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm Ellen Ito, the devoted lover. And I'm the expectant virgin, Joe Garber. How you guys doing? Sleepy mm. and yeah. great. We're all a little sleepy, but we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna pull this one out. I think it's gonna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is gonna be fun. We are talking about Color Jennifer Dead today. <laughs> the the uh, famed art world episode. <laughs> the vaguely art world themed episode. Right. Yeah. Pretty vague, in my opinion. It's a weirdo. It's really but, weird. Uh, it's it's a. I enjoyed this one. I I like yeah, this it, more it, than the last couple that we watched. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it has its its charms. It and does. by its charms, I mean Roger Winslow. <laughs> yeah. It also has its problems, which we will get into very <laughs> shortly. But first and foremost, the writing. <laughs> first and foremost, we have to do our minute maxes. Oh, and God. today Joe starts. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. Well, let me start a timer. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that it has to be under a minute. I'm going to do one for 10 minutes, actually, this time. Because <laughs> <laughs> I need it for this plot. Okay. So, here we <laughs> go. Okay. Jennifer is getting her portrait done by a very handsome artist for Jonathan's birthday. She's wearing a fabulous gown. But that artist gets murdered soon after that. And they don't know what happened. So they're investigating, of course. Uh, they see Jennifer doesn't get to see the portrait of herself, but it looks like one of those. If you Google any sort of symptom for any kind of disease or anything, you you get a painting that looks like the painting of Jennifer <laughs> and it shows the symptoms. But they see it in an art gallery so that they know somebody stole the painting. Actually, they knew that before, I guess. They track down the art gallery owner but he gets killed too and then they find out that the guy who killed that wait they don't know who killed him yet they go to a rich guy's house he's a very gay villain (laughs) and then they go to a big party and the guy is going to shoot jennifer from across the room with a handgun but they see that is going to happen and they kill him first oh god that was wow so rough you you got it all I don't remember Pretty much. what happened in the middle of this episode. Wow. Ellen, you think you could do better than that? I know I can't. <laughs> <laughs> even like I'm so sleepy today and everybody, even when I'm, I was going to say, even when I'm at the top of my game, but I realize <laughs> that's not a thing. <laughs> We're all constantly at the bottom of our game. And yeah. Even, even when I'm more awake feeling, I can't pull this off. <laughs> <laughs> you just get too excited because you have to think and then you only can think so far into the episode because they're so convoluted sometimes. I think you're right about how I, the problem is that I have to think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the main issue is that you have You've to think. figured it out for me, Joe. Thank you. Oh, all this, all these years I've been wondering mm-hmm. <laughs> what's wrong, what really bogs me down. <laughs> that whole thought I process. Think. Ellen's so strong, except when she starts thinking. <laughs> oh no, she's, oh no. Just okay, use fancy words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm known for my fancy words. <laughs> like this one. Shit. I'm going to blow this. All right, let's go. Color Jennifer dead. So Jennifer's getting her portrait painted by Warren Keller as a present for Jonathan and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Warren Keller's blowing up big time, blah, 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 but he's going to give her the painting. She doesn't get to look at it. Some uh, rich and weird thugs come along with the weird uh, malevolent who knows what person and they chloroform the artist. We find out later that he dies in terrible accident after the hearts wash their dog and the police say that he was drunk. So he... um, his, they go to the studio because they're like, we got to go nose around in the dead artist thing because that seems like a good idea. And then a woman comes and she's like, we were lovers. And then she's like, oh, no one's going to care about a dead artist. And they're like, we do. And so then they go uh, out to Japanese food with the cop. And then they walk by an art gallery. Ooh, an art gallery. And they look up and there's the painting of Jennifer. Oh my God. I don't know how they know that it's the one because she never saw it, but I guess because she's wearing the same thing. Anyway, so then uh, the gallerist gets killed. Mustache guy is angry. He tries to shoot Jennifer at the Beaux-Arts Ball. And then Jonathan shoots him and he falls to his death. Wow. wow. Shit. Nice job. That was impressive. That is the best one we've you've, you and all of us have ever done, I think. I think so. Mm, you just I shot into the lead. 
Like I feel like I, I, I feel like I watched the episode. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> all right, all done. Bedtime. <laughs> Good night. That was hard. that was it was murder. Good night, freeway. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me give it a let me give this a try. <laughs> Jennifer is getting her portrait done by an up and coming artist named Walter Keller. Uh, Walter Keller is murdered by a gay art thug uh, because he's murdering up and coming artists to increase the value of their art, which he hates. He thinks art is very tacky. Uh, Jonathan and Jennifer really want that painting though. And it's gone missing. Then they see it in an art gallery. They go to the art gallery owner's place and Oh no, he's dead. So then they get the bright, the bright idea to look in the two dead, two most recently dead artists catalogs from their recent shows to look at the names of the collectors and see if any of them match. And they find two. So they go to oil slick road in Santa Monica to go see a Texan <laughs> who owns a trucking company. And he's just like, no, nah, I just black pop paintings. And these paintings are worth a lot of money. And then they go to see the gay art gangster who has a gay butler and two really ugly henchmen. Well, one ugly henchman <laughs> and, and one semi ugly henchman. Anyway, they murder him in front of a bunch of people. wow this episode was a triple murder there was a lot of murder in this three right there's four murder and one off screen but but well two off screen but laszlo maddox was murdered Mm -hmm. walter Mm -hmm. keller was murdered the art Uh, gallery owner was murdered and then roger uh, Roger Wilcox. Roger Winslow. Winslow. Roger Winslow. Was Laszlo murdered. was killed before the episode started, though, right? Laszlo yes. Maddox. Yeah, mm. he drowned. These great in art names. I love these artists' names. Easy to do. <laughs> Laszlo Maddox. Yeah, yes. but Walter so Keller actually lifelike. was like that's a really Warren Keller. Warren Keller. That's even Warren? better. Warren Keller is Warren like a Keller. really good uh, '70s artist, like painter specifically, like yeah. a '70s painter. Question for Ellen: name. Since you're in the art world. Did you think that <laughs> Warren Keller's Sorry. artwork was on par with Andrew Wyeth? Do you think that he was the next Andrew Wyeth? <laughs> well, that's what critics and his aunt Shirley and Jennifer Hart are saying. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot of I buzz. had I actually couldn't really discern much visual information. Uh, from <laughs> the examples of paintings that were scattered around his studio. Um, but the bizarrely um, <laughs> monotone newscaster woman yes. did say that he was well known for, he was becoming known for his p- depictions of Southern California scenery. Oh, so <laughs> were those all his wave paintings that they were going, the, the gay no, art gangster? No, no. Okay. so that was, that was the Roger Winslow art mart. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he talks shit about, um, people who buy paintings from his own art mart. He's like, you can paint that in about an hour. I can see it hanging in a hotel, but why would you have something that awful hanging in your house? He's like, it's just one example, blah, 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 how I make money off people's terrible taste. Mm-hmm. And it allows me to buy these other things. And it's like, okay. I mean, accurate. <laughs> yeah. There are <laughs> people. That sounds like, uh, that sounds like most of the, the uh, money holders in the art world. In my <laughs> He's kind of a car dealership of like art for artwork though. Like, yeah, I just I compare him to to people that I know in the music industry. Oh, <laughs> uh, who I hate music? He's a hustler, right? It, it I guess weirdly him killing Warren Keller or chloroforming Warren Keller, and then we suspect you know staging his death. Um, didn't make me dislike Roger Winslow, but when he said that shit about his art mart, then yeah. I hated him. Yeah. He sells art and by I the kind yard. Of hated him. <laughs> Jonathan says yeah, he, he well, sells yeah. art by the yard there. And art I was by like, the yard. So yeah. I had the same issue as the Monaco episode because when you say when you mix art and the hearts, you think of high class museums and galleries and like beautiful spaces. But this was more focused on art mart shitty hotel type <laughs> art that he was he was Winslow was kind of trying to break out of the shitty art scene to get to the better art scene. Right. No, I think no. it was, just, it, he was just, that was just his way to make money so okay. that he could indulge his desire to collect, to possess. Um, and then also I think to profit obviously yeah. off of, but he did fine like art, to have a value he, as he a, called it a valuable yeah. collection. fine art. Yeah. 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 So that's what the girl who has the scholarship, does she have the scholarship or did um, Keller? She's got, she's got a grant That's, from uh, the 
Winslow Foundation. Yeah, <laughs> Keller, Keller's uh, widow or Keller's lover, ex lover. She's like, yeah. we Scotty. were lovers. Scotty. Scotty. So, okay, I want to talk about how gay this episode is. I just, I have to get it out. I have to get it out. <laughs> See, just- this is the gayest episode <laughs> ever. And I, I really loved how gay it was. I hated how, um, how villainous the gay guy was. I, I mean, that was Harold from Boys in the Band, just to be clear. Mm-hmm. This was a gay mm-hmm. actor. Oh, nice. Who, uh, was, was a big deal. He was, his biggest role, I think, was in Fiddler on the Roof. Um, yeah, which I think that made him a star, but he was he was known for being Harold in Boy and Boys in the Band, a play that I hate uh, because I hate that depiction of my people. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they, it it's a it's a honest portrayal for the time, I guess. Blah, Are you blah, talking blah. about musicians? But uh, <laughs> I'm talking about homosexuals. But uh, dude was super gay. His butler was my favorite gay in the entire thing. I had the, imp- oh, the ball also was just like, okay, we're at a gay bar. We're- this was a gay bar scene, the black and white ball. Mm. Like, come on. They kept showing this one guy who was wearing like white spandex pants in some right. nondescript costume. And then ca- the- he was like a, it was a cowboyish outfit with the... <laughs> The guy that was doing like the Cossack style yeah. kicks on the floor. Yeah. What the hell? And then, yeah, I, I so the the party was great. It was I, way I too, loved the party. Way too brightly lit for a gay bar. I though. love that it opens with Boogie Wonderland. Like, I, I, I love that song. And that song is. I'm going to save you the correction oh, for next uh, week. It opens with hot stuff. And then it, oh, it, does, it you're goes right, you're right. to Boogie Wonderland. You're 100%. You were correct. But it was, I yeah, hot stuff. I was. I wasn't impressed with, Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I was impressed with Boogie Wonderland. Uh, But also I just, so Joe was just, well, we were just skimming the episode again, Mm. uh, (laughs) cheating. Uh, (laughs) I, uh, I had to, I'm curious to know if originally in the script, Walter was gay uh, Mm -hmm. because they, it's not a stretch to to assume that like the fine Wait, art world of Roger? Los Angeles. Roger Rod- Winslow. No, the villain. Ro- he is Warren. Gay. Warren, Warren Keller. God damn it! I keep calling him Walter. The artist uh, that paints Warren. Jennifer. I I wonder if in the original script Warren was gay because it's not a stretch to assume that the fine art world of Los Angeles in 1979 is pretty gay, uh, and particularly the gallery, <laughs> the gallery end of of the spectrum. Uh, his lover, her name was Scotty. And I was like, that, mm. that seems like a really easy switch. Yeah. Uh, and it would have been totally, I think it would have been great if Warren was gay and Jennifer had this gay artist friend who she was getting a portrait done by. Mm-hmm. I would have loved mm-hmm. that. You know, just like, again, Jennifer champion of the people <laughs> because Scotty has no, has no qualms about, about, uh, marginalized folks. And I wouldn't be surprised if the, if the executives were like, Nope, Nope, you can make the villain gay, but we're not going to have this guy be gay. We're going to, we're going to give him a girlfriend. We're going to change Scott to Scotty, or we're going to make Scotty a girl. Do you guys think that Scotty was a superfluous character? We did not no. need Scotty. We did not need Darlene either. I did not, not oh, understand Darlene. what Darlene served. I feel like Dar- Darlene wasn't necessary. Mm-hmm. Darlene was like the awkward comic relief or mm-hmm. something. And mm-hmm. the lieutenant, this the yeah. police officer also this time where I'm like, is that like if you wanted to get Walter Matthau, but then you couldn't afford him <laughs> and you got that guy. guy that's kind of like Walter Matthau. And mm-hmm. I'm just saying entirely on the way that he looks. Right. Yeah. Wish.com version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So sort of like a, a, a counterfeit. Yeah. Walter Matthau face guy. Mm. Although I find him that guy charming as an actor. Yeah. I don't well, want to denigrate him. I like him, but <laughs> I'm just like, Oh, he had a really um, strange way of speaking. And they went to Japanese food with him. Yeah. They went to Benihana. Strangely. <laughs> why? We don't know. Because they're trying to to milk him for information. Yeah, oh, okay. they're doing what they do. Yeah, that's the standard. They're just trying to charm him. Transaction. They're okay. working working it. Working uh, every angle. Um, Darlene Scotty. Was, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Whoops. Was Scotty the the initial question was was Scotty a superfluous character? Yeah, yeah. I felt like they could have found um, out that information on their own without an extra character being added in. She was beautiful though. 
Yeah, Scotty's like Scotty's pretty adorable, right? Yeah, she's really she cute. She's super cute. She's cutie pie. Like her mm-hmm. her sort of tearful description of of uh Warren's death and how she knows that he wasn't drinking and stuff. That's a that's a good it's a nice performance in a smaller role. But I don't know. I mean, I don't think she bogged anything down or felt conspicuous you know and, and she moves the plot along in, in the right way mm-hmm. she she was the widow capella uh yeah. character totally although she but was she, never in danger she, had no but. Wigs to be <laughs> she accomplishes so many she she does so many things for the plot i mean she tells us about laszlo she tells us she affirms jennifer's suspicion that warren was no longer drinking she's she's expresses you know that's true. This That's idea true. that that he's been murdered, but nobody's going to care. She does the Beaux Arts thing. She points them towards Roger Winslow. I mean, she's like super necessary. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I think I think I was thinking more of Darlene. I guess, but they <laughs> yeah, were. I don't understand yeah, why Darlene's Darlene was not there. necessary. <laughs> I mean, it was definitely like I guess they thought there's got we need some more humor in this episode. Even though I thought some of the dialogue was just kind of naturally funny, this one. Uh, I was really, in- okay, I really enjoyed this episode a lot. It has like, it had the look and the feel of this era of television, specifically this era of heart to heart and mm-hmm. of hour long, you know, adult-ish mysteries mm-hmm. that I love. I, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't put my finger on it necessarily. It may have just been that there was so much gay shit, but uh, <laughs> it was very like, I just, I enjoyed it and I enjoyed the dialogue. It seemed very adult and very normal and the humor was mm-hmm. normal and natural. And then Darlene shows up and grabs Jennifer's hair. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bitch, was cr- you about to get slapped. Moment. You are about to, I wanted Salvatore to just show up and slap her. Well, and she's like, I want to know where you, where you got your hair done or you whatever, you whatever. I mean, I, I'll have to say like Darlene has some questions for Jennifer that I also <laughs> wonder about, but would not ask, but it's like, Oh, who's your favorite designer or whatever. I'm like, that is a good question. That is a good question. Do you um, know? But it was weird. Uh, she really, really reminded me of a kind of fucked up character from a movie called sleepaway camp. <laughs> The have you seen this, Ellen? <laughs> the, the mom? No, the little girl at the end. Oh God! <laughs> she really looked like that. She did. <laughs> Look up a photo of it and then compare it. Or we'll, we'll do it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, we can. <laughs> she really looked I, like her. Don't spoil Sleepaway Camp for people. I know. I think I don't know. Yeah the the Darlene interlude is a little strange, but the. Policeman is also played for laughs this time. I mean, they're usually, mm. it kind of depends, right? The Sometimes the policemen are just kind of neutral, regular policemen. They're sometimes either helpful, they're, neutral, mm-hmm. or, they're or buffoons. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's a trope, right? But yeah. Yeah. this one was just kind of like, I don't know, maybe there, there's something about that pair of actors. Maybe they had a connection. I don't know. I don't know who they are. It seemed like um, uh, Darlene was injected into the episode because, you know, uh, they meet, they all meet, they're all friends with the cop at the beginning. And then later on they go head to head with the cop and Darlene is there to interject herself and try to make the heart might make the cop listen to the hearts more. It's because she loves Jennifer so much. So possible. I think that might have been a bigger plot device at a certain point that got cut to a smaller thing maybe yeah. it seems like that happens kind of a lot in heart to heart where there are there are things that seem like they were meant to be used more but they're not or maybe they're just trying to push too much too many elements into one episode i was expecting darlene to to have a connection that that was necessary to the hearts to to solve something but really she just wasted space yeah <laughs> Scotty looked like somebody very familiar, like a familiar actor. And it's Jean Smart, who I was thinking of, who's in oh, yeah. uh, Designing Women and she was in Watchmen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a vibe. Like owl eyes. Jean Smart, University of Washington alum. Mm-hmm. Hey, girl. Hey, Jean Smart. Come on yeah. the podcast. Is she from Washington State? Yeah, she's even? from, I just looked it up. She's from Seattle. <laughs> so she's extra cool. She's also super, super talented. Mm-hmm. Yes. She's great. She's love amazing. Her. Yeah. We love her. Um, what did you think of the red sequin outfit that Jennifer was posing in? I thought it was bad. What? I, I like loved it. it. I think in the painting, it, it's so much 
like boobier than it is in um <laughs> It's so much, it's so much more. Yeah. And the painting, it's weirdly (laughs) like, (laughs) I don't think we see her uniboob or something. Yeah, you do. You you totally do. do. Yeah. Um, and so (laughs) that's distressing, but Mm. the red sequin thing, it just seems kind of like, you know, late seventies kind of sequin. It's very basic. Yeah, she wore like it a, to a costume party later on, didn't she? Yeah, when she, which she was like, oops, I forgot that I was supposed to wear black and white. It seems unusual it. that she would pose in that for a portrait to yeah. me, like with the That's, high neck and like, mm-hmm. it doesn't really, it doesn't really play to her strengths. I'll, I was going to say she looks good in red, but she looks good in all colors. That's, I would have, I, I, yeah. I miss it. Okay, it's a, it's a gift for Jonathan. So either... Jonathan loves her in that red thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know that's were... which I I I know this is so petty, but I would have appreciated her saying that. In the what episode. if that? What if that was? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We I, need an I really, explanation. I, I need an, an explanation. I, I thought the yeah. I thought it was tacky. I thought it was a, a tacky costume. What if that was? Good. Yeah, maybe they felt like they needed it, much like Darlene and Scotty, to just kind of mm-hmm. keep the thread, so that she's weirdly wearing it at the Beaux Arts ball. And then Jennifer Hart actually says that she forgot that it was a black and white ball. Oh, yeah. Which is so weird Strange. to me. What if we found out that that was Jennifer Hart's wedding dress? <laughs> Wouldn't that When work? they were married in Vegas? Yeah. Five right a, right after her, sh- her show when mm. she was working undercover as a can-can girl. And <laughs> right. It's very like Lola Falana, like one night only. Yeah. That's what it. That's uh, what it live felt like. in Vegas kind of a thing. But mm. also from from my perspective, if you're, I would be so bummed. And maybe, well, I would never paint a portrait. But as a, as a painter, <laughs> oh, douchey. As a painter, um, <laughs> and not a good painter of people and actual things, I would be so bummed out if somebody showed up for their portrait and they were wearing sequins. <laughs> I'm just like, I'd just be like, oh. No. That's another oh, thing. That I'm like, either either <laughs> Warren was like, wear something, wear something spectacular, like wear something sparkly because maybe that's his thing. Maybe he's got yeah, like a like, Chuck Closey kind of thing or whatever. But like, right? Otherwise, or he's what? just like the painter of light, <laughs> Thomas <laughs> Kincaid or something. But uh, see, that's that's more of an expression of my shortcomings as a painter than of Warren's or mm-hmm. maybe the universe's. I, I'll have to ask around for yeah. my yeah. Uh, just, more uh, portraity. P- Pointillism. painter friends, but it's just like sequins. Yeah, don't you think that she would have, I don't, I, I, again, <laughs> this is so She stupid. would have rocked one of those one shoulder beauties. Either that, she would have, she would have worn something, mm-hmm. something like genuinely unique and, and, you know, Classic. designery that, that yeah. was possibly made for her. Mm-hmm. Or she would have just worn like something semi, like as casual as she gets, like, like a, a, blouse kind of open to here and a vest <laughs> and a she would have like she's a writer she would have like she would have looked like a writer i don't know mm-hmm. i just feel like that's and that would have been something that jonathan would have liked like oh i love i love you and i love i love your essence and whatever like not not this weird maybe, disco maybe there's <laughs> a portrait of jonathan where he's wearing black tie or something maybe and mm. so it's like to go with that or maybe i don't know it's possible she just loves that dress it does look like it was made for her it fits like a glove mm-hmm. um i mean she looks great in it it's just not quite yeah it's not as elegant as you might think like yeah. it just is it's we- it's a weird choice for mm. all the reasons but yeah. It's great that she's wearing it um, during the party mm-hmm. where it's like, you're a moving target. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, that's yeah. good. Like, like they should have, they should have the had room. that go on much longer. After, mm-hmm. after their little, their little word game with uh, Roger saying, well, you'll have to find us. That's part of the fun. Cause mm-hmm. it's a masquerade party. And she wears a giant red, mm-hmm. like so she wears blouse red to a black and white ball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just, I said it in my Minute Max, but that painting style really reminds me of those disease. Like, I looked up, if you look up mumps on Google, a, a painting will come up. <laughs> and it really looks like that. Like this, this is the style. Oh, oh God. Yeah, she, I didn't really know what you were talking about. Look, so That's- there's Jennifer and then 
Mumps. Yeah. Jennifer. Um, mumps. She's Pallorus in the painting. But I like that he says yeah. that it's different for him to make portraits because that's completely unnecessary to the plot. There's absolutely no reason why Warren Keller would have to have any of those specifics. People comparing him to Andrew Wyatt, the yeah. newscaster indicating that he paints. He's known for his Southern California scenery. He's uh, born and lived his whole life in the Southland is what she yes, says. Yes. <laughs> but but so it's cool. interesting that I guess it's just meant to be like, oh, it's it's special. He's making a special ex- exception for Jennifer because of her support mm-hmm. of him from early in his career. And She's a special patron. Free. So he's willing to paint a really weird portrait <laughs> yeah. instead of like a beach can we assume he wasn't finished with the painting? <laughs> we know he wasn't. Yeah. He's, he was just finished with having her sit. Yeah. Right? He's like, well, you won't, you can't see it until it's finished. So clearly he was going to do some background things and make it better. But I always wonder about... Um, Would it be Jonathan only- in the Saturday Night Fever white tuxedo <laughs> in the background with the disco <laughs> ball? In the background? <laughs> um it would be that guy doing the caustic dancing and yes. the worm or whatever from the the Beaux Arts ball and the the woman in the checkered uh, yes. short shorts. That party reminded me of the final scene in Phantom of the Paradise when everyone is dancing. Totally, uh, yeah. It was. It just had that vibe, and I I I loved it. I loved that party, and I loved the whole. It felt. It actually felt like a party. It felt like a party at a gay bar. It felt like a. Like Halloween at a gay bar. Yeah, the party energy was really good and communicated in that super, super like 70s style of of like the shots and everything were just mm-hmm. so totally 70s party shots. Villain it in the rafters like, and everything. I disagree yeah, with you guys. Yeah, everybody's just super high. And this is another Norman. I insane. disagree. I hated the party scene. I thought it looked <laughs> so bad. It was way overlit. It looked it was like way a, over lit. it looked like a middle school prom to me. I was like, <gasps> "We it's a sexy middle school, Joe. Yeah. That's a really coked out middle school. Yeah, yes, middle I'll schoolers give you that. don't dance like, like pop, that. <laughs> it's like here we are at Popper's Middle School. <laughs> yeah, clearly you didn't go to Whitefish Middle School in, in Montana in Whiteflower, Montana. Whitefish, yeah, Whiteflower, Montana. I th- just hated it. Like I the thought, fust art ball, and then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a catwalk going through it. Are they in a theater? What is this? It's a space? warehouse. Okay. And it, they, they set it up as if it was going to be this super fancy party, but it looked so cheap to me. It just looked like a TV <laughs> well, set. I will, give, I will she, give you that it was overlit, but it's television. Yeah. You're right. And you have to, you have to see the hearts clearly like at the bar, right? Yeah. Yeah, if, if William the, Friedkin the, had shot that exact same party, it would have looked like a real sleazy ass party. But, you know, it's TV. You got to see everything. Mm-hmm. It, she actually says when they buy the tickets that Roger Winslow lent them his warehouse for the party. Oh, okay. So that so it's totally like a warehouse, a warehouse party. art party situation. But again, like I know I referenced Never Ending Story 2 in the last one because oh, yeah. in Monaco, the um, what was her name? Nikki. <laughs> she looked like the, the bad queen from Never Ending Story 2. This party <laughs> reminded me of the party at the like the Crystal City on the Acid Lake. It was yeah. like really <laughs> overlit, I mean, white. It was the Crystal City on the Acid Lake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to argue that. Hundo. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like it. And then he's just the Winslow is shooting. He's holding a handgun across the Weirdly party with a silencer. Yeah. yeah. It's the longest handgun I've ever seen. And he's holding it at Jennifer. Thank God that guy used actual like lead metal paint yeah. for his tin man costume. Yeah. Good thing he, he got genuine armor. Yeah. Bulletproof. Which, which still wouldn't have stopped that bullet, I don't think. Because <laughs> he shoots <laughs> no. at Jennifer and it hits the Tin Man, guy dresses Tin Man instead, and, and he blames Jonathan. He's like, whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> you push me. Yeah, you push me. I, and Jonathan's like, I assure you, I did nothing of the kind or something yeah, to that yeah, effect. Yeah. I think what, well, so the gun, the muzzle's long. It's a, it's a big gun, like a, a revolver of some kind, it seems, right? But it also yeah. has the silencer on it, so it's comically long, like yeah. you say. Super long silencer. But He's also shooting a significant distance yes. mm-hmm. at a downward angled trajectory. 
through a crowd at a crowd of <laughs> moving people. Yes, frantically so moving people. But my my thing was just like he needs to kill both of them. He can't just kill, even though it's yeah. color Jennifer dead. It's kind of technically color Jennifer and Jonathan. Dead oh yeah, yeah. Because he has to kill both of them. But it's like, how is he going to get off? Like the way he's holding the gun and seems like kind of at first sort of like, yes. And then he sort of seems like he is realizing what a effed up situation this is (laughs) for assassinating someone because he just starts kind of moving the gun around a little bit and like Mm -hmm. starts to look kind of unhappy face. And it's like, so he's going to, he has the silencer on. The music seems like it's probably ear splitting loud. Everyone is wasted Mm -hmm. um, except Jonathan, Jennifer, and I guess Roger Winslow. But he... It's going to shoot both of them. I just was like, oh man, it's not this the is best not way. thought out. Roger, no. this is not thought out. Why is he not having the henchmen do it? I mean, they yeah. already pulled off the fake or actually drowned Laszlo Maddox. Yeah, I think Winslow was just getting bored being in the background. He wanted to like jump into the sh- into the limelight and he wanted to be the murderer for once. But the- he lacked... A lot of these villains lack some critical thinking skills because his whole plot, the whole entire plot, it's like the um, the plot with the uh, auctioneers. Uh, I forget the name of the episode, but the they steal all of the heart stuff. What's yeah, Max and Love. Max and Love, right? So the plot is just not thought through. You're one degree of separation from the thing that you're. He's killing artists that he represents, right? Mm-hmm. And then to get their work to sell for more you're you're one degree separated from these murders that's not well thought out at all he's and then his henchmen gave that painting to a gallery so quickly like right after they killed that artist and it's just so stupid like if you think about it at all it's so dumb well the henchmen were stupid Um, yeah they were and roger winslow it doesn't represent warren keller Oh, he doesn't? Things, things art people say. No, he doesn't. He's just a collector. Um, and he oh. lent he lent to the, the gallery show. He was giving Keller a scholarship or, or his girlfriend a scholarship, right? The the Wind his foundation, the Winslow Foundation gives grants to artists, apparently. Oh, okay. Which is great. The other part that really bummed me out was, you know, the the whole I'm thinking about high class art parties for this episode. And then they go to a mechanic shop and that's <laughs> their lead is this mechanic who does is just this gruff you know, this could have been an opportunity to go into like another beautiful mansion and have like a, I don't know, some, I would have done something oh, else. Oh man. Again, I no, loved Wilbur Pearson. I did too. His purpose was again, kind of a, a humorous, like, oh, you wouldn't expect this guy to be an art collector. Yeah. I just want I'll, I'll say, I, I love that they had Wilbur Pearson there. Like that's one of my, in cause I, of course I rewatched it, you know, for this and I was just like, oh man, I super love that because there's so many stories about people that collect art that ends up being very valuable. But this guy isn't really that either. He's buying artwork that he enjoys because Jonathan says something about it being an, a good investment because mm-hmm. um, he says he has Jackson, he bought Jackson Pollock's before yeah. mm-hmm. he had the car accident and um, he, and that he has Laszlo Maddox paintings right and (laughs) warren keller's Uh and when john donathan kind of insinuates like oh maybe you this that um it's a good investment he's like oh i don't if i want a good investment i buy property Mm, wow yeah smart guy smart dude his casting was so off to me as well it was bizarre yeah he just did not seem like a mechanic i love that actor (laughs) i mean he was he's probably a great actor he just did not like play a mechanic well he seemed like just he seemed like what I want him to be. Like he's this is like rich dude who sits in his mansion and drinks tea. Joe, <laughs> that's what Joe, I want from this episode. Joe, I, if I may, yes, I feel like your comments are actually better served by Joe's rewrite corner because I, I think you're kind of <laughs> it folding is. folding your observations, which are of course your mm-hmm. own and super mm-hmm. valid and and yes. interesting. But you're they're sort of like now just in meshing with Joe's rewrite corner. So I would, yeah, I would definitely lose the mechanic if I was going to do a rewrite. I would mm. switch it for some upper crust fancy art connoisseur guy who could be super fun and they could have some like good wordplay, you know. And then I would get rid of uh, 
Darlene. What if Darlene was an was the art collector? Yeah, that'd same, be great. Same yes. character, same goofball character, yes. but she was the art collector. She's just this zany like mansion lady. <laughs> she rides up on a horse and <laughs> jumps off a horse and she is like, what can I do for you? She Lady Godiva's up on a horse. Yeah. She's like, you're what's, Jennifer what's Hart. I love you. I can already hear you guys um, doing a review of that rewritten episode. Because mm. here's what, Joe, here's what I think you would say. <laughs> it should have been like, a mechanic. Eric, Eric would be laughing already and <laughs> Joe would be like, but then she rides up on a horse. I yeah. mean, what the fuck is that about? I know, I would. <laughs> Anything, I can pick apart anything. Yeah. Never satisfied. I, but that character, like grabbing Jennifer's hair and that being obsessed wrong. with her. No, if that, if she was this rich horse riding lady, it would have been so funny and great. <laughs> and I think that could have been fun. That rewrite makes me think of the scene in Romancing the Stone where uh, Joan and Jack are stranded in Cartagena and they uh, walk up to this guy's house to use his phone and it's he points a gun at them and he's very scary and they're very afraid. And then he finds out that her, that she's Joan Wilder and he opens the door and he has this giant mansion and he's the biggest Joan Wilder fan. Oh yeah, that's right. right. Like, yeah. That's, that's how I'm seeing mm-hmm. that be is, mm-hmm. is Darlene. Yeah. <laughs> Dar- mm-hmm. say Darlene is the rich and eccentric girlfriend of this cop that they know. Yeah. And they're like, they're fleecing the cop for information. And he's like, I'm sorry guys, but my, my girlfriend's going to come and she's a little, she's a little peculiar. So, so I may have to cut out of here early and we can catch up later. And then she rides up on a horse, rides up on a yes. horse. and says like, Jennifer hot. Oh my mm-hmm. God. You're so fabulous. Who's your favorite designer? Yeah. And like, I've been wanting to know, like who does your hair? Yeah. She, 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 but if she hair. touched her hair, she would have done it very gently. No, she, that she grabbed, <laughs> she grabbed that. She, she was trying to pull it and see if it was a wig. Yeah, she was. Uh, <laughs> but the other thing so yeah, we would be combining three characters into one and thus simplifying the plot line a lot too. But then you got to fill time. I know. But you could fill it with like well, fabulous horse rides on at her mansion estate, <laughs> which would be a very expensive shooting location. <laughs> I need more budget if I'm going to do more rewrites. It's true. I'm curious that that mansion that Roger lived in, <laughs> that place was nuts like that didn't well, seem like a home it, it seemed like a, i'm like is that a rejected uh location for vertigo is it you know like yeah, it's just that's this weird it, weird mission spanish style thing but then all almost all of the exterior shots they have of it are uh, where are where it's like stormy and blowing stuff so even the exterior shots of roger winslow's home are kind of menacing, vaguely menacing. Like it's like, oh, there's a storm a coming. Right? I like I'm that. Just like, oh, why is it so windy at Roger Winslow's bizarre Vertigo house? Because symbolism. It's also massive. <laughs> it's huge. That, it's I massive. love. I'm sort of curious about where they actually shot. Me too. Yeah. Uh, those scenes, and I'm. I was also really interested in the Laszlo Maddox painting. Uh, oh, the one that he had in the foyer. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, kind of like, oh, it's like a big sun, sort of like a big yellow circle, but, right? And there, there was also yeah. there was a Keller in yeah next to the Maddox, yeah, which you couldn't yeah. really see at all, <laughs> right? There's been a trend in in uh, season, recent episodes of the Hearts know that they're talking to the villain, they know they're talking to the murderer, and they're having this like back and forth tense conversation where they keep complimenting each other and saying weird shit, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun, but it's happened a lot recently in a lot of episodes. I feel like that's a pretty standard, uh, <laughs> investigator versus villain yeah. thing trope. Like mm-hmm. you, you, once the villain is known by the investigator, their job is to remain inconspicuous and yeah. not, uh, not give Show their hand. Columbo does that a lot, right? Columbo does that all the time, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> There's a scene where they're getting ready for the party, I think, and Jennifer is only wearing a towel, but she still has high heels on. <laughs> she comes walking in in her high <laughs> heels right, and, and she's, towel. She's, she just sits there, like, in the, <laughs> the vanity or whatever, and just and she's kind of just having that moment where she's like, but 
but this, but mm-hmm. that. And then Max this, comes in to deliver their their uh-huh. classic Hollywood cos- masks from <laughs> from the studio. <laughs> from the studio. Uh, something that was funny, uh, different. I can't remember which villain we were talking about where Jonathan kind of wasn't allowed to shoot him because that would make Jonathan bad, sort of. And it was when they were on the semi truck yeah, in, in Max and Love. Max mm-hmm. and Love, and he shoots the guy, but it just goes through a windshield, doesn't hit him, and he goes off the road. That's more what's the word like ethically sound ethically okay for the writers than just having Jonathan shoot this guy in the head. And also you can't show it, but he does shoot Winslow, which I thought was great. And there's a great slow motion fall off the catwalk. Oh, and the the struggle between Winslow and Jennifer, he's, he's right before he's so fucking funny. He's holding, uh, the area they're just dancing like between yeah. between her shoulders and her it's neck it's like they're doing the dance from pulp fiction yeah <laughs> yeah he's holding her collarbone basically and then just shimming her back and forth over and over yeah. again and she has the look of a scream on her face but she's not screaming no <laughs> uh well, th- but there he's it's okay to it's okay to kill him for two reasons one he shot at them mm-hmm. uh so retaliation is is somewhat implied it's self-defense but, yeah uh, sort of he's gay and you're totally allowed to kill gay people mm, yeah he shouldn't be alive but what was but extra does the shot kill him or does the fall kill him good question well he was shot <laughs> and then fell yeah. so he the, either way, yeah. being shot is what killed him. <laughs> the thing that's specifically funny about this to me, though, is that Jonathan fell off the catwalk, leaving Jennifer up there with Winslow, but he grabs onto a rope and then descends down slowly. Then he shoots Winslow, and then he easily grabs the rope and ascends back to the catwalk yes. like he knew he could do. So he did not have to shoot him at all. He knew he could get back up on the catwalk by grabbing on that rope that was attached to the disco ball or whatever. But he was afraid Jennifer was going to get thrown off of the catwalk. Yeah. Uh, but but then they just go home and but, make out. Okay. After he murders Yeah, they, they dance to no music. Yeah. I actually had a I had a little icky feeling at the end of the episode when they go home in the outfit that they that uh, Jonathan murdered Manning that they and murdered they somebody. just like dance and make out. Yeah, it was kind of icky. It wasn't cozy. Unlike the end of Cop Out, where he bashes a cop's head into a steering wheel multiple times, yeah. <laughs> and then they go home and have brandy at the piano. That made me tear up because I was so overwhelmed with romance. That was great. This grossed me out. It really kind of grossed me. I mean, I was kind of on edge anyway, just with the gay villain stuff. Uh, and I know that sounds so, <laughs> so trite, but uh, it's it's a prop. Watch the celluloid closet. Like watch that documentary mm-hmm. if you want to have just a, a glimmer of what I'm talking about. Throughout the 70s and the 80s, gay villains were pretty common. Like mm-hmm. Dirty Harry. Oh, yeah. There's like. Uh, the, they Kill, are killing, killing a gay villain is like a it was a a, a heroic move in movies and television yeah. in the seventies and it's yeah. really gross. That is gross. Um, when yeah, it, when it's a well, trend. It's, I mean, it's it's a really intense form of othering, right? Where mm. it's just like, yep, this is we need to to uh, you're playing this character because no one is supposed to care. Like, no, everyone will understand that there's something different and wrong with you yeah. and no one will care. They, they'll they root for you to go away because you are different. Yep. And that is the, that's the signal mm-hmm. to everyone that you're bad. Yeah. It's like, like it, it's, it's meant to be an excuse so that people don't question. You know, like a character like Karen, insane um, <laughs> Caucasian female mm-hmm. uh, scientist or chemist, you kind of, you know, you're supposed to kind of think that that's weird because she's a woman. She's a woman chemist. Mm-hmm. There's clearly something wrong with her. Like, I think that often when they just, it's just an easy way to make people not wonder about origin stories for villains yes. is to just make them different from yeah, you're what right. they consider to be the status quo or the norm, which of course is just. Karen is an empowered. White straight male. An empowered female character who's just like serving her herself and that is just innately bad it's like having sex in a horror movie you're just gonna get murdered if you do that it's just you have if you have loose morals or these little indicators that you are that you are a bad person that don't necessarily in real life mean you're a bad person karen also murdered her partner 
uh, in that episode. So that's, <laughs> like they give her, they give her that at least like, yeah. Like, Oh, you, you're a, you're a crazy murderess. She's a like, murderer. <laughs> right. So that's, but, it, but it's like, so Roger, uh, Winslow. Who's killed they're like, two he's, people. He's the gay art guy. Mm-hmm. Gay art he's gangster. Like they, there's no real explanation needed I think in their in people's minds, whether they knew that or not, there's there's no explanation because it's just like, well, that person's just yeah. But it was say it was okay for okay. it was okay for Jonathan to kill him, mainly because he killed two other people. Roger killed two other people. Once you and have a did. once once mm-hmm. a villain murders someone in television, you're now you're now allowed to kill that villain. Yeah, right. uh, but just like they didn't kill the guy who robbed the Hart's house. They just made him drive off the road, even though yeah. his car flipped over twice. He did. He's dead. But yeah. uh, you know they and they 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 could have killed the cop, but they didn't. I don't know, but maybe because it was a cop, uh, and the police he were just there. Bashed his head against the steering wheel a bunch. Yeah. Well, and then, we don't know that he's not dead, do we? No, we, we don't. don't know. We don't know what happens to any of these villains after their the freeze frame of the action sequence is done. Not All the until villains. Joe's are, new Netflix series, yeah. Heart to Heart. Uh, the next the day? most glamorous. Yeah. The morning after. <laughs> it's like villains unite or something. I, I so want I mean, just the villains to come back. <laughs> yeah. We don't know. We also don't know that Roger Winslow's dead, but we know that mm. Jonathan did something that, of course, could absolutely kill Roger Winslow. Yes. Yeah, definitely. But if Roger Winslow were to fall onto a pile of uh, glittery harlequins <laughs> that are like grind, grinding away to boogie wonderland yeah you know roger winslow might live yeah, i don't know survived. if jonathan shot survived, him in yeah. the shoulder or what right you know right. like how that monk got shot by colonel sanders True. the man with the jade eyes and it's like well you know maybe people are just shooting to wound or yeah. to in the leg. Uh, stop or distract. I'm that, not defending anything about uh, the issue of shooting that's people. touched on in the celluloid closet. <laughs> the and, monk is you know, dead, the though. Homophobia and, and bigotry in, in Hollywood representation. But I'm saying, like, technically, you guys, we don't, we know. don't know if some of these villains end up dead. Do we know that any villain is dead for sure in all of the episodes we've watched thus far? Agira and... We uh, do. Oh, Yeah. Passport to murder. Those cops are dead. Their their helicopter exploded. Yeah. I, they Mag- could have jumped Max out. in love. Uh, Odo's dead. Oh, Odo is super dead. Odo's way dead. Odo, who was a changeling, not a uh, not a Ferengi. Oh, oh, okay. Hmm. I think Lorena uh, gave us that correction. Those aren't Thank in you, Lorena. Those aren't Odo in next dead. generation. Odo dead. <laughs> yeah. Odo dead. Uh. Hmm. But well, some people, it's like, well, I sort of feel like the cop from Cop Out. I mean, he could be killed by that le- that number of of <laughs> head bashing that amount of blunt force trauma. Yeah, yeah there's that's a, there's true. A, a lot of these people could have died, could have very easily been dead. You know, mm-hmm. I was thinking about it recently, and the reason I like Karen more than I like Peggy is because Peggy was in such a state of distress the entire episode, and Karen was the exact opposite. She was in a state of euphoria the whole episode, and I love that. That's what I think I love about Karen over Peggy in the I, debate. So I... As much as I I have a distaste for for the gay villain trope, uh, I kind of wish that Roger was a little funnier. Like I, he was funny to a certain respect. He was very annoyed. He was very like homosexually annoyed <laughs> with yeah. with everyone around him. Uh, much like the butler was, who the who the butler was funny. Like the butler was super funny, gay. Um, and wait, that, so are we talking about the guy that answered the door yes. and and asked for the business card? Yes. Okay. You you had some other, did you say you had some more to, to talk about the henchmen? Oh, I just kind of want to chat about them. The one guy was so slow and it, it makes me sort of uncomfortable when. Um, what, the big one? They they're openly talk about somebody being s- not as smart he wasn't slow, meaning that I, I, I don't think he has a, yeah. a legitimate like reason in his physiology that he is not smart. <laughs> he's just meant to be. He's just just not smart. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But they the talk about the it and it's very mean. Yeah, it's very mean. That makes yeah, me uncomfortable. That's the long pause with Winslow, 
right? When Winslow's yeah. looking at yeah. him, yeah. says good lord or something like that. Mm-hmm. Something really funny. That and then, gay, in full mm-hmm. gay exasperation. Yeah. Oh, good lord. In his velvet smoking jacket. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the way it's filmed too is it's just like his head and shoulders and it's kind of both weirdly strange 70s TV, hour-long TV uh, framing, but also a little bit of old Hollywood. And maybe I'm projecting that because I think he lives in like a rejected... <laughs> Uh, location for Vertigo, but there's just <laughs> something super funny about that endless. It's not even a glare, really. He's yeah. just, it's just neither. He, you're right. Like he's not super, super over the top. Mm-mm. It's a very interesting character to me. And that's what I love is he's just kind of like quietly malevolent in some ways, but yeah. then he's yeah. also very direct. Yeah. Uh, if I may have one more rewrite, I think I would switch out the long shot. One of more him. forever or just no, for right no, now? No, this episode. For the next five minutes. I can't oh, make that okay. promise. Um, switch out that long <laughs> shot of him wither his withering glare and switch it into like the, the a shot of him fighting with people he owes money to so that there's some motivation for him to do this, you know? Like he owes money to the mafia or something like that. I don't know. The art mafia. I think I go back and forth where sometimes it's like, I'm fine not having a real tangible motive. <laughs> yeah. What was the, Cause it's just sort of like, all right, well, yeah. that's just Roger Winslow's got a screw loose. The Colonel and Lisa Wong were just, they just wanted that statue. That was the only motivation that we got from them. Right. Or was there more to that that I don't remember? Well, it's supposedly gold. Yeah. But so it was just money. I can't, I can't speak to that much. Like, I don't know if uh, that was cop who was slow. killing uh, sex workers is dead. I don't know. What well, that was Sanders given. And Lisa Wong's motive was. It was his mom had red hair. Yes. No, no, no. I'm saying I don't know if he's dead and I don't know what the oh, motivation oh, oh. Well, to, we to know, get we know the that, statue is. We know that the cop, uh, the cops that were there on the scene nod to uh, Jonathan that, that he is not dead. Oh, they do. Yeah. Hmm. So remember, there's a whole like Izzy kind of moment at the end. You're right. Okay, so I do yeah. know that. But okay, well, I'm in that. So that guy's dead, but I don't know why <laughs> Colonel Sanders and Lisa Wong want the statue. I just make the assumption that it's because it's gold, and they're weird. How much? I wonder. I how much they that wanted much the the ancient worth. imperial jade. <laughs> but for money, yeah, they yeah. just want to sell it. Yeah, for money, it's always for money. Mm, not always the the cop. The co- in, cop well, he was a was, serial killer. Yeah, he was a serial killer for sure. And I also think I think that that Roger is a serial killer. I I, I, think, I that, think you're right. I think. That I mean, he's, yes, he is. Yeah. Do serial killers work with henchmen and stuff though? That's like not my imagining of what a serial serial killer killers is. often have accomplices. They do. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Hillside Stranglers. Mm-hmm. You et cetera, remember? Et cetera. Uh, yeah, et and uh, Eileen Warnos. Um, what was the uh, the honeymoon killers? Uh, that was a couple that you know they did it together. Mm, I don't know. Lots of couples, like us. Lots of couples. Um, but speaking of, I, I think it's I think it's time for our, our one and only segment. Oh yeah, pick, pick your poke. Helen just makes a face every time we do it. <laughs> this was so easy. Yeah, uh, this episode was the easiest one yet, Joe. <laughs> it's um. <laughs> Fuck the artist. Yeah, Warren. yeah, Warren. Warren. Mm-hmm. Warren. Warren Keller. Keller. Yeah, he was so handsome and great. He had a great back and forth with Jennifer. He seemed really nice. He had a great back. Had a great back and forth. Yeah, his fourth wasn't bad either. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, me. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um. Or you can give your opinion on that choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, Warren Keller. I guess because he's like the Attractive typical and like handsome whatever, Hot. but but painters. Mm. <laughs> I know. Oh, I get it. Um, mm. I feel like the person that I found the most attractive in the episode is Scotty. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna yeah. go with Scotty. Cool. Okay. She was no shade. She, no shade to Warren. She's Scotty's so also a painter, but 
We don't she see was cuter her, to me. We, do we see any of her work? I don't think so. No, we don't. No. We sort of see it when Jen Jennifer says it's really good, mm-hmm. right? Uh, actually, when I think about it, it may not be Scotty that I am attracted to. It might be the red velvet or corduroy pants and blue top <laughs> that she's wearing in the scene where they go to her studio. Yeah. <laughs> so it's more objectphilia for me. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, mine's obviously Warren. Yeah. Uh, Warren was very cute. He he was like to me. He was like a sexy uh, oldest brother from Eight Is Enough, <laughs> who you know puts a plate of homemade Grant wishes Goody. on the kitchen yeah. windowsill. <laughs> he uh, was very much in the Grant Goodie. Yes, sort of. Uh, and then thing. I l- of course looked him up. His name is uh, something Jenner, Richard Jenner. I want to say. Um, and yeah, that motherfucker was fine up until the day he died. He was mm. fine at 75 <laughs> years old and he, he could have gotten it, um, were he still alive. Wow. All right. Good information. I, I guess I wasn't really expecting anyone Barry to Jenner. be like, to be like, I would hate fuck, um, Roger Winslow, but you know. Yeah, no. There's all those people at the party, but they have masks on. Mm. <laughs> well, that's how sometimes would have its appeal. I don't know. Winslow Anyways. was my second choice for sure. Really? Okay. Really? Yeah. yeah. That that hair. I know. <laughs> I couldn't. It I couldn't. was just so hot. Again, though, I just I he's he's like he's someone. He looks like someone that I avoid at a bar. Yeah, definitely. Like I, yeah. yeah, I couldn't deal With those evil eyebrows. Uh. That also Keller added like three times the volume to Jennifer's hair. It's so funny that they wanted her hair to be more voluminous. That's like the most voluminous hair I've ever seen. The, it's that looking yeah. looking at that painting. It makes me think that it was a painting of someone else of Michael Jackson that they know <laughs> that they like put her face into. Yeah, it does. Like kinda, it, it looks like the redone Jesus painting a little yeah. bit. Like, it's a little bit <laughs> a little bit wonky. It's weird how the features fit on the face. Now I want to put well, that Jesus face on me. Yeah. But but of course there's people I mean maybe they did that to save time. You're right. But of course there's people who are making all of those props, right? If it needs yeah. to be like a specific prop. Um I'm gonna have to change my poke slightly. Okay. As I've had now a couple minutes long. How, how slutty of you. You could do a double poke. <laughs> um, nope. A poke, a poke to poke. <laughs> do we have a new name? No, for this I'm, I'm going to, to combine it. I think that what I really would want, um, I'm trying to honor the segment more, you guys, because Thank I know you. that I always make the face and I, I know you guys it. love it. No, you're fine. But I maybe I'm just uh, deforming it with my all my little uh, extra changes and tweaks where I'm like, can I get the uh, grilled cheese sandwich? But can I get it on this without this? Can you cut it into this? Can I have it like this? Thank you. That's, That's perfect. That's excuse what me. I want. That's not what the gays asked for. Your gay co-hosts <laughs> demand a poke. <laughs> I think that maybe I would want to get with Warren, but wearing that outfit that Scotty oh, has. That that you to wearing, me seems like the most honest answer. That's Wait, it. Are you yeah, wearing that's it? That's the or? real me. Yes. That's the real me. Eric knows that. He's just been sitting over there waiting. Yeah. Should we do ratings? We should. Do you have any other rewrites? <laughs> Thousands, but um, this is another one that's kind of hard for me to rate because I don't know if it was the headspace I was in because I've been not being able, not able to sleep well at all recently i've been waking up at 4 30 almost every day for some reason i was very tired when we watched it so it really is a fever dream that just washed over me and i didn't remember and i wrote a bunch of notes too and i while writing some of these notes i was like i'll remember that when i read this note and i read the note and i still don't know what i was talking about so uh, i'm gonna go three hearts because it's i like it more than the man with jade eyes but it's not that memorable of an episode. Uh, some things were weird. The villain, I think, is a little forgettable. It's just kind of all a little forgettable in my mind. Yeah, I think Three Hearts does it. I think I feel good about that. Yeah. Um, I give it four. Ooh. Um, because I just like anything that even bumps up slightly against something that I think is relevant to my life. So yes, totally the art mm-hmm. thing. I always love hilarious uh, 
accurate or deeply inaccurate and everything in between uh, portrayals of paintings, painters, mm-hmm. gallerists, <laughs> all of that. So I love it. And also there's just something, I was trying really hard to think of how I've felt about this episode over the years, but I, I, that's where I land. I always just sort of like it because it's like, oh, we have something in common, me and that episode, Aww. art. Um, but it's also <laughs> on my this most recent watching. It's just very odd, and I sort of love that. Like, there's just something peculiar about it. Um, mm-hmm. Starting with the the way that they shoot Roger Winslow, his bizarre haunted house exteriors of the Vertigo <laughs> uh, location, the weird Studio Fifty Four take on the party. Like, there's just a lot. And I kind of love it. It's just strange. The pacing's weird. It's maybe with some time and distance, it. I'll I'll like it more. Maybe <laughs> my memory of it will improve. Like hit Jennifer Hart, that really improved with time for me. But we should say for our listeners who don't know what Ellen does, she is a gay serial killer <laughs> art curator. So that's why she related so hard Not to this for episode. Long now, Joe. <laughs> oh, whoops. Well, they don't know where you are. Are you going to call LA Mobile Mobile and get my yeah. home LA address? Mobile. LA Mobile. LA she Mobile. Lives in, she lives on Oil Slick Road in Tacoma, Washington. <laughs> in Santa Monica. Ellen lives in the only house that always has a storm around it <laughs> in Tacoma. Yeah. <laughs> you, I wish that was true. That would that be would, amazing. That's a dream. Yeah. Thank you for giving me a new dream, Joe. <laughs> but, I'll think of it in prison when the cops come to get me. When the cop and Darlene come to get me. Yeah. Because the jig is up. <laughs> uh, I give it a four as well. Oh, wow. I really enjoyed it. I, I just, like I said, this is one of the episodes that just kind of washes over me. Like I, I love the setting. I love, I like, I don't know. A lot of it's shot in daylight in neighborhoods in LA and it's very pretty. And mm-hmm. uh, I just like it. And I thought the, the writing was the, as far as the dialogue goes, the writing was really on, um, I have to, I, it's not a five because, uh, I, I have a bad taste in my mouth from Jonathan killing the gay villain and then going home Mm. and dancing and making out with his wife. Um, yeah, but that's it. Like I, I really love this episode. So four hearts, which brings us to 11 hearts for this episode, which is the highest heart murmur possible, but it's still, I think that's right. (gasps) I really think that's right. Yeah, I do. I'm I'm sorry that I brought us down hey, into I, a heart I don't agree, I don't nope. agree with it, but I I you don't think it should be a heart murmur? No, nope, but I but I can't argue with the numbers. You guys think it should be a heart attack? It is Both for me. Well, really, but Joe, you we want your honest. Yeah, uh, yeah. Your I just heartfelt like, rating. I just feel like every other episode. Sorry, God, my sorry. Heartfelt. We've we've agreed on where the episode ended up, and this one it sounds like we kind of don't agree. We don't. I definitely think this is a heart murmur. I'm I'm surprised it's a strong heart murmur. To be honest, no, I think it's I, forgettable. I really like it. Okay, I, there's there's a vibe in it that I like. But Agreed. Ellen, what are we do? What are we doing next? Yeah, week? what's next week? Oh, next week, originally airing on January fifteenth, nineteen eighty, a question of innocence. Mm-hmm. The hearts suspect a college fencing champion of being behind a murderous drug ring. <laughs> Jonathan fights a razor sharp duel with the sadistic student. Ooh, okay. I'm hmm. gonna spoiler alert question of innocence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will lower my expectations for the fabulous uh oh, what's the word? Like rich what's the word? Glamorous glamour of the episode. <laughs> I'm gonna like try to because I feel like I'm rating them in terms of like my expectations for how glamorous they are and they're they're not being as glamorous as I want them to be. So I'm going to lower my expectations for the glamour of this next episode, this fencing oh, episode. Joe. I, it pains me to think that you would lower your standards of, <laughs> of, glamour. of glamour. I know. I don't think, I don't know that you should. I, I think shouldn't you, have you to have do it. You have your own metric. Yeah. yeah. Right. We kind yes. of have our own. Have you? Thing. I mean, I, I just described my rating by saying an, an episode was weird. I said that like 30 times or something, <laughs> uh, which is not, not a helpful descriptor in any way. It is but weird, it's though. It's the true. best I can do tonight. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, <laughs> if, if you're new to the podcast, hey, uh, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, uh, write to us at itwasmurderpod at gmail.com. 
uh, it was murderpod is also our Twitter and our Instagram. Please, please, please write to us. Yeah, uh, I, I am again so flattered and thrilled when people write to us. Uh, hey, Fran, thanks for writing to us. Uh, Lorena, thanks for the correction. Uh, I do love corrections. And if you have any information about where this Jennifer Hart painting is, please. Yes. T- anyone who know. knows where the Jennifer Hart painting is, let us know. Cause you, you can't even, it's crazy. This show is so insane. You can't Google Jennifer Hart painting or painting heart to heart. And that will come up like every other show in existence. I feel like if you Googled that thing, it would come up, but it doesn't come up on Google because the show is so obscure. Um, but we're making, we're doing our part to change that yeah. <laughs> and we can do it with your help. If you give us five stars on Apple podcasts and write us a review, like I, and I, the reviews have slowed down people. Come on now. Yeah. Come on. Uh, and all you have to do is write, Eric is always wrong. Five stars. And or, your metric. Ellen is my favorite. Five stars. Yeah. Or Joe's so cute. Five yes. stars. Uh, or more Boba. More and Boba. like, cause we really, we've been we haven't had enough Boba on the podcast. We've not mentioned Boba recently. I'm going to try and get ahead of a of a future correction here. Ooh, uh oh. That I think maybe if if there are fancy people out there that for me to describe things as strategy without mentioning tactics, <laughs> that maybe I'm out of line. But anyways, so, that's the, neither here nor there. Is strategy not uh, employed tactics? Yeah, but hmm. in the vernacular, I'm. Maybe I won't get corrected. Thank you guys for listening. And to our soaking wet friend, who (laughs) I hope has dried by now. Good night, Freeway. Oh, good night. Good night, Freeway. And if you are a serial killer, just don't be. That's a public service announcement from the heart to heart. It was murder game. Serial killing. Don't do it. Yeah, just don't do it. Obviously. I'm not going to pile on that one. Are you afraid you'll have to make a correction? <laughs> Just very different opinions. <laughs> we'll get a bunch of serial killers emailing us like, um, I, it's a compulsion and I can't control yeah, if it. If you're a serial killer, right? Ellen's my favorite. Five stars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> serial killers. Where are you yeah, at? Like, Don't at me. Serial killers. Challenge, yeah. challenge to serial killers. I actually do. <laughs> like if you're a serial, serial killer, please do write in. <laughs> Tell us all about it. Yeah. Leave your name and address. LA Mobile. LA Mobile. Serial killer, please, on Oil Slick Road. Uh, Not the business address, the home address. (laughs)